We start this hour in the Middle East, where America's top diplomat, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, continues diplomatic efforts in a bid to prevent a regional escalation of Israel's war in Gaza. He'll hold talks with the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia today on containing the international shipping threat in the Red Sea by the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels of neighboring Yemen before traveling to Tel Aviv. Ahead of his arrival in Israel, intense Israeli airstrikes have been continuing in the Gaza Strip, as well as ground battles with Hamas fighters. Israeli forces say they carried out strikes on 30 targets overnight. There's also deep concern over the dire humanitarian situation in Gaza, where aid organizations say their doctors have been forced to pull out of one of the last functioning hospitals after the surrounding area was designated a combat zone by the Israeli military. The World Health Organization says that if the Al-Aqsa hospital is stopped from operating, it will be a moral and medical outrage. Wira Davis sent this report from Jerusalem, and I should warn you, it contains distressing images right from the start. Images coming from Jabalia in northern Gaza today are difficult to watch. Reporters quickly on the scene describe dozens of bodies lying in the rubble of a destroyed building, many of them women and children. Unconfirmed reports say at least 70 people were killed here in what was reported to be an Israeli airstrike. The Israeli military has not yet responded to a BBC request for more information. Across Gaza, say aid agencies, the civilian toll is unbearable. This the aftermath of another attack in Khan Yunis. Health officials say that even medical facilities, including hospitals, are unsafe, as Israel's relentless campaign continues against Hamas military targets. The staff inside of this hospital are heroes who are doing everything they can without sleep, without food, without knowing if their own families are safe in order to save the lives of others. So this hospital and the staff in this hospital have to be protected. With an increasing sense of urgency, the American Secretary of State is on a whistle-stop tour of Middle Eastern capitals. With real concern about the humanitarian situation, and the possibility of a region-wide conflict, Antony Blinken is being urged to use America's influence over Israel to demand an immediate ceasefire. But even if Washington presses that point, Israel's leader isn't yet listening. We are not stopping until victory. The war must not be stopped until we achieve all of its goals. The elimination of Hamas, the return of all of our hostages, and ensuring that Gaza no longer poses a threat to Israel. I say this to both our enemies and our friends. While al-Dadu wishes fighting would end, he's already lost family and several colleagues. Today, the Al Jazeera correspondent buried his son Hamza, also a reporter, killed in an airstrike after Israel says they were targeting a suspect and were aware of others in his car. The latest of at least 75 local journalists to have been killed in Gaza, paying the highest price to report this war to the world. Ura Davis, BBC News, Jerusalem. Let's go live to Jerusalem now and speak to our Middle East correspondent, Yulan Nell. And Yulan, can you just give us the context to what we are hearing um, about what Anthony Blinken is going to be saying about, uh, about saying that Palestinians uh, shouldn't be pressured into leaving Gaza? Just explain why, why this has come about, because there's an Israeli ministers talking about this, weren't there? 
That's right. There have been some Israeli ministers within the coalition government. Uh, they're on the far right in particular that have been calling for forced displacement of Palestinians, in effect, uh, from the Gaza Strip. Uh, Washington has already issued sharp rebukes uh, about that um, and said that Palestinians must be allowed to return to their homes. Um, in the north of the Gaza Strip, first of all, as soon as conditions allow. So that will be uh, part of Antony Blinken's message as he comes here. Otherwise, we can expect him to continue this conversation about trying to stop the regional spillover of this war. Um, he's also said that it's imperative that Israel takes more action, uh, puts a premium on protecting uh, civilians in the Gaza Strip uh, and also does more to help in terms of uh, getting aid not just into Gaza but allowing that aid to be distributed where it's really needed. As we were seeing in Weir's report there, um, Benjamin Netanyahu remaining uh, defiant in terms of any calls for a possible ceasefire. Uh, are, are there talks still ongoing uh, right now in terms of a possible pause in the fighting? Because there was a lot of talk about that a few days ago but that seems to have gone quiet. Well, of course, the Qataris have been important mediators, and this is something that was addressed when Mr. Blinken was meeting uh, Qatari officials in the past day. Um, and they have uh, given assurances that there are still continued efforts uh, to reach a new ceasefire deal with Hamas to bring home uh, the remaining 100-plus Israeli hostages still held by Hamas and other armed groups in the Gaza Strip. And we also saw, unusually, uh, some of the hostage families heading to Qatar themselves to meet Qatari officials, uh, trying to keep the issue uh, of their loved ones on this uh, diplomatic agenda. Uh, Mr. Blinken himself has put it high up on his agenda, this issue of bringing back uh, the Israeli hostages when he was laying out what he hoped to achieve in the Middle East. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Yolande now for us there live in Jerusalem.